Welcome, everybody, in the world to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in and around God's beautiful blue-green orb that we call planet Earth, that we live on together in harmony for the most part. Maybe not for the most part. I don't part. know about the most yeah. part. I mean, that's... I mean, yes, I'd say for the most part, actually. Really? It would be utter chaos I mean, if yeah. it wasn't majority harmony. I mean, it's easy for us to say, though. Right, but but it, the fraction of the world, I would say, if if the entire world was, was warring, enti- like if the majority, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if we would, I don't know if we would last very long. <laughs> very true. You know what? When you're right, you're right. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. We are the Michael Dupree Variety Hour. We are Legion. <laughs> The Michael Dupree Variety Hour, if you've never listened before, is an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, painters, poets, and beyond. I almost said poets twice again, which I do a lot. And today is no different. Today we have Summer Krinsky. That's how you say your last name, right? Heck yeah. Of Summer Like the Season. The band. The enigmatic band, Summer Like the Season. We are a band. You are. I am in the it. The band. I am. I am. Uh, you are the the. I am the summer. summer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you have three other band members. Like yes. The and season. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, we always joke that that is, or or the four seasons, like <laughs> summer, like the we've season tried and the to four assign seasons. who's the other seasons. Ooh. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Does it like work? Like. Do you have to, do you have to kind of force a season onto someone, or does it kind of like work? Like someone really works with winter, someone really works with spring. I would say winter's a harder one to place. Like really? I, I could put fall and spring dreary. pretty easily, but it's I feel like it's not fair to put winter on anyone. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of ways to look at winter. True. Like I think most people kind of associate it with kind of sad, dreary, blah. We but just get so much winter. It, it just do. lasts for so long. If we had, uh, if we had a few months of winter, I don't think we'd see it as dreary. We would see it as kind of exciting because it was. It would be the uh, you know the start of a new time where you could go play in snow yeah. and do all the winter sports. But then we now have the burden of knowing how far it drags on as we get older yeah. how bad it will be i can't tell if it's like we get more winter than we did when we were kids or if we don't like it as much now i think it's less fun cuz we don't get to do the fun right. so like you had this balance i of mean we like, can you can do the fun so you can sled and you can go down but it's right, not like we, and we should you should uh, yes. because i think we would hate it less right but often but who has the time yeah. What's the time to go sledding? It's easier to say I'm going to go on a walk when it's nice outside than I'm yeah. going to go sledding when it's cold. Have, when's the last time you went sledding? In college, I would say. A few, really? A few years ago. Mine was like high school. Yeah. Or like early high school. It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I used to ski and I uh, went, I hadn't gone in forever and I went once in college and I was expecting to break my leg and it was very fun, but I'm just so scared now. I play drums mm-hmm. uh, in this band and I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, the band Summer Like the Season. Yes. <laughs> and I, I had 
always played, I grew up playing piano and then guitar and bass and drums. I've only played in the last, uh, like three years pretty much. And I, um, I'm terrified now because it's the main thing I do. I play drums all the time, and I am terrified of breaking anything because it yeah, used to be just every fingers. Part of that body. <laughs> it was, there was like an obsession with not hurting your fingers in yeah. my family because both of my pianos, my parents are both of my pianos. Both are of my parents. pianos are parents. Congratulations! Both of my parents are piano teachers. Um, they have little keyboards. I mean, yeah, the, I was pretty much raised by pianos. No, uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, they, they. Uh, instilled the fear of uh, like i naturally like basketball quite a bit but they're they're very scared of hurting your fingers playing Mm -hmm. that um yeah so now i'm just scared of everything (laughs) yeah because you can't break a foot can't break a toe yeah can't break a finger can't break a hand wrist you could break your back maybe no you definitely need your back yeah what, it drives what could the whole you break? Thing. What could you break? Honestly, nothing. Like literally, nothing. Maybe your nose. You couldn't break your ribs. Just your nose. Yeah, you could. Your you could break anything. Can on you your break face. your ear? Uh, your you, jaw. You, I guess you could snap the cartilage, but it's kind of flexible. Uh huh. But yeah, nose is probably your best bet. <laughs> right. Eye socket. Ooh. Like broke one eye socket. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. I mean, like. John Bonham, he didn't even, he like would, wouldn't he break his fingers all the time? Like drumming, he would like drum with his hands, with his knuckles. Two, two, two. He would drum with his knuckles? Yeah. Because he was crazy. <laughs> I, I know he, he would do some crazy stuff, but how would that even sound, drumming uh, with your knuckles? I don't know. I, I mean, great. John Bonham made everything sound good. Well, I think he would like break his drumsticks and, and he would just keep going. He would just go on yeah. with with hands? Yeah. <laughs> with hands. That's, his hands, primarily. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just grab a crowd member yeah. and uh, say, you hands. are my drumsticks now. Do you like rock? And they would say, yes, yes. Mr. Bonham, anything <laughs> Mr. <rock."> Bonham. <laughs> so, Summer, like the season, you your music is like, it's hard to put a put a description on kind of what kind of music it is. Yeah, you should start with weird. Yes, that's it. <laughs> just weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like weird, like electro pop surfy like i mean it's very summery i think that's kind of you got that down you I were say, bo- you were blessed with yes, that name yeah <laughs> i couldn't run away from it it's indie um with electronics i usually just if people say was it like i say like inspired by bands such as tune yards or saint vincent yep. or dirty projectors so whatever you'd say i say art rock a lot yeah um because that seems like a c- good catch-all um, Do you get a lot of blank stares when you say that though when I say art rock, mm-hmm. I find that I get a lot of blank stares, but the people that get excited by that are the right people. Yeah. Like, they're the kind of people, because usually the people that blank stare uh, are also the kind of people that wouldn't really wouldn't care about the music. With the music. Yeah. yeah. So, most of the people that, about. yeah, most of the people that w- would vibe with the music have already kind of discovered either someone that I say I'm inspired by or uh, or they've discovered that genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right on. So that you 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 know you can like make sure like you're not gonna like my music, but you, you just never say know. Rock. Sometimes you'll bring <laughs> someone over to the dark side, so you don't want to like y- you know you don't want to count someone out. Yeah, um, we had someone we played at um the Dequinder Cut the other day, mm-hmm. and that was like the river walkie people. So those that like come down and yeah. take jogs on the river walk, the kind of and people who are if you go. Oh, cross Jefferson. They're like, be careful, right? <laughs> like, I don't know where any of these people came from. They, 
I think all come from the suburbs and then come down oh, yes. during the weekend. That is correct. And <laughs> there was this mom lady. We played and we kind of just just were kind of, it was so funny because we're such a not a background music band. Yeah. Um, and we were like kind of background to this mm-hmm. situation and it was like kind of, we were having a great time just being like, this is so weird. Yeah. Um, just playing and, for yourself basically. Yeah. I mean, people were like listening, but we, there's no response to tell whether right. anyone is like, what is happening around me? Yeah. Um, and then at the end, this lady comes up to buy a sweatshirt, and our sweatshirts say, if you're not weird, you're not honest on them, which oh, is cool. the title of a song. Uh-huh. And she just looks like the most, like, suburban mom yeah. ever. Like, she's I, I, got... I know what she looks like. You know exactly <laughs> what she looks like. Yeah. Um, and, and I was like, are, are you sure <laughs> you want it? Like, I was honestly just like, did you read it? <laughs> like, do you want... Her. Yeah, and... She was like, "Yeah, uh huh. I don't. I, I'm not gonna fight. Yeah, you know, like I, I'm, I'm open to anyone. Uh, you can have coming to the weird side. It. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so that's uh, that's suburban moms. <laughs> that's uh, is, what percentage of your audience would you say is suburban moms? Um, ever growing. You know, ever growing. Yeah. So you started at maybe like uh, like one or one two, per- one or two percent. Now it's like maybe yeah. But five. we're really focusing on catering to that. Yeah. Uh, portion of the population you should do like a high school reunion parties like 25th anniversary high school Ooh, reunions yeah all, there's always that's where the money's at they always do like djs and stuff like playing old old classic rock but maybe maybe summer like the season can be the new we keep playing for the these kids and no one has a job and you know what we mm-hmm. should just start playing for the uh 25th high school and everyone wants to like prove at those things mm-hmm. that they are like you know i made it and i want yeah. everyone to know that you teased me and you teased me, but I have way more we money than you. And, now I'm more and I'm going to buy all the merch mm-hmm. from this band. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good scheme. I mean, and they're coming up. I mean, well, I mean, there's a lot of them in the summertime, but sometimes people wait until fall to do them. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's the, tis the season. Tis the season. <laughs> What's, what are your favorite fall activities? Fall activities? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I love Halloween. Yeah. And we're playing a great Halloween show. Plug. Really? Plug. Uh, it's going to be a house party, so I can't even say where it's at. But if you follow our page, we'll post. Cool. So if you find somewhere like the season, we'll post the event, and then you can message for the address. But, um, yeah, uh, Halloween is an awesome fall time. I love it. Especially in Detroit, because we have Theater Bazaar and all that stuff yeah. going on. Rocky Horror, Shadow Casts and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty excited because I, uh, I, uh, I turned 25 this year uh-huh. and I realized that the biggest mark I can say for my 25th year is that I'm turning things around and I'm coming up with my Halloween costumes ahead of time mm-hmm. instead of the day of Halloween. That's smart. Um, so I already have decided my costume, which I've never done in the past. Um, you know, those people that decide their costumes early you know yeah, th- those not people <laughs> i'm not i've never been that person and, and now you are and now i am what are you so gonna be i'm gonna be shaggy from scooby-doo nice. and because i got the cutest dog and he's gonna be scooby does he look like scooby-doo he's got yeah he's he's a shepherdy face mm-hmm. but um yeah he's he looks like scooby and he definitely like purr, purr, purrs like scooby <laughs> or is that Wait, blues clues, blues clues. <laughs> does scooby make any noise S- scooby talks Oh, Ruh-ro, Shaggy. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> he yeah, essentially like, tries like to talk to me. Like the sound you just made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. By the way, 
Uh, this is a. This will determine how good of a person you are. Ooh. Um, no. What is the never. best Scooby Doo series? The best series. Mm-hmm. Because you know you there was like a the original old Scooby Doo, and then there was pup named Scooby Doo. Hint, hint. That's the right answer. Oh no! And I would say the like, classic. Is there a modern one too? There's there's a ton of them. There was like well, there was the original one that was like in the seventies, uh, Scooby Doo, Where Are You? And then there was like yeah, I love that. the Scooby and, and like. In the like the late seventies, early eighties, there was like the weird like Shaggy, Daphne, and Scooby show where they were like that's where Scrappy Doo came in. I missed that. I always I saw the movie that was more modern with yeah. Scrappy Doo, and I was always like, "What the is live this action character?" One? Yeah, you didn't that, know who Scrappy Doo was. I didn't know beforehand. No, oh. I had only seen the classics. I think I've only so seen you never the seen Pup Named Scooby Doo. No, oh, okay. so it's not even fair. It's, it's not, not fair. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I, I need to be enlightened. Pup Named Scooby Doo is the best. Okay, because it right. was in the nineties. You know, when nineties mm-hmm. like cartoons were really good. Or was that all that I've seen? No, but I would know who Scrappy Doo was yes. ahead of time. Well, okay. Scrappy Doo wasn't in a pup named Scooby Doo. Oh, well then maybe because he wasn't born yet. Because Scooby Doo was a pup. Right. Scrappy Doo would be too. Young. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, it's the canon of uh-huh. Scooby Doo. Right. He wouldn't Amazing. have been alive. Yet. I got to do a little more research on this before. I, all right. I'm I glad I brought this up. I told you to do more to do some research on Scooby Doo yeah. before coming in. I uh, <laughs> man, you're right. I really dropped the ball. You did. <laughs> And Scooby would have been disappointed because he would have liked that ball. Oh, he would have <laughs> run right after it. Also, I've always wanted to eat Scooby snacks. Yeah, yeah. The question is, so someone I was just having this conversation with someone last night because I'm bragging to everyone that I thought about my costume early. Right. And uh, they said that there's a common misconception that they were what was getting Shaggy high, that it was mm-hmm. the Scooby snacks, but they think that he was just already high. And that they were just a munchie tool. Oh, I think I think that's the second one. I do too. I think he was already high. Yeah, I because do too. Because he would come out Scooby of the van. Oh, I also have a giant van. That's what also makes this oh costume. Great. <laughs> it's just essentially my life is already that, and so yeah. I've formed it. You're just into, leaning into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Scooby Doo wasn't high, so it wouldn't make sense for the the Scooby snacks to be high because Scooby ate them as well. Right. Yeah. Like I mean, Scooby. I mean. One could say that Shaggy shouldn't have been as paranoid as he was. But then again, Smokey, like, but you he's know. he's always around these murders and ghosts, I mean. Right. But I mean, like, Fred and Velma and Daphne aren't as, like, wigged out as Scooby and Shaggy are. Well, that's what I'm saying. Shaggy's got a little bit, he's got something steering him in that direction. And, you know, some people get paranoid when they smoke weed, yeah. when they get high. It's a common reaction. Do you think Shaggy <laughs> smokes good weed? No, <laughs> I he, think Shaggy smokes like real bad weed. Like you know when like an adult now an adult <laughs> when a when an older person like a baby boomer age person like smokes weed nowadays they will like it's like say, a different they're like oh my drug. god it's not even like the same thing at all uh-huh. and it's like because it's so strong mm-hmm. because they smoked not weed they smoked like the worst things yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like. Uh, yeah, it's, it's bad stuff, bad stuff for them, but anyway, so, uh, let's talk a little bit more about you. Um, when did you start making music? Um, I've been making music for, uh, all of life. Uh, like I said, both of my parents are piano teachers, so I had very little opportunity or option, uh, to not right. be in, uh, in the music world. You were forced. 
Um, I was definitely forced into classical piano um, and grew to love it eventually, but there was tumultuous times as well. But yeah, uh, I've, I was playing music since a very, very early age, and then I started writing my own music and getting more into having my own musical taste in like the seventh grade when I started playing guitar. Right on. Yeah. And uh, what what kind of inspired you to start doing that, like getting getting doing your own kind of thing with it? I really, I it, I can't remember what the spark was, but it was just like I classical piano was so serious, uh-huh. and I wanted something that was my own. It was like my parents' yeah. thing, um, and I thought guitar could be my my thing, um, and it was fun because I would only practice it for myself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for competitions. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't for uh, you know. Uh, performances that I didn't plan myself. Everything about it was like totally self-driven. Yeah. And really early on, I played in a battle of the bands, like mm-hmm. before I really sh- should have. Should have. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I definitely was uh, immediately addicted to the being on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I had performed quite a bit of classical piano, but it was always in competition setting so i was always in front of a judge and and on stage myself and that was like incredibly stressful and i still kind of break down if i have to do anything solo Mm -hmm. but i as a group there was this shared responsibility uh and if someone messes up no one necessarily knows which person did it uh and i loved that and it took off the it kind of removed the part of performance that i hated yeah and kind of let me just enjoy it and yeah ever since <laughs> so uh how did summer like the season get started also it's not summer like the season it's summer like your name yeah so. <laughs> well summer like the season is the band name but it's right. like uh the reason the band name is that is that well it started off as a solo project many years ago right. which is funny because i was saying i don't like solo things but i don't i didn't play it out solo ever oh, okay. so i only so you would released learn the music it and then you would get like people to help you play it when you would perform it no right? no i would never pre- i played everything on the recordings and then i wouldn't perform it oh i played in other bands got it okay. but i just released stuff as it, it uh originally and yeah it's summer like the season because every time i say hi my name's summer everyone's reaction not everyone but often they mm. say what <laughs> <laughs> so i say summer like the season and that seems to work pretty well. Does people get and confused by the name Summer. They just get surprised, <laughs> especially if it's loud. I feel like it's always loud oh, okay. wherever I am, and they're like, "It's not. It doesn't fit into their kind of like index of like yeah, yeah. names they should be incoming." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so they just event they file it. I've gotten like, did you say strawberry or like? <laughs> why is strawberry in their I, index? I don't know why they hear strawberry a lot though. Like a lot. I get just then some. Uh, yeah, I get a lot of different interpretations. So summer like the season has been the quickest uh, way to impart the information of my name yeah. uh, in most interactions. But then that kind of turned into the solo project name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I released things as, as it, but I wasn't playing out. I was playing in a few other bands, Caves and Pocket Candies. And uh, those bands semi-dissolved for different reasons caves was kind of a parting of ways of people graduating college Mm -hmm. and uh and uh pocket candies could never find a consistent drummer and i got uh frustrated with constantly teaching people new parts and stuff and so i just 
learned how to play the drums obsessively for three <laughs> years. And then I started Summer Like the Season as me as the drummer because I was just very sick of relying on other people. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I like in the couple years that I've been doing the show and like interviewing bands, I. I always hear that like drummers are the hardest thing to find to yeah. get going. The the joke is and it's very true, if they're uh if they're on time they can't keep time. <laughs> it's just like so true. If they're if they want to do the band so much so that they're on time and committed and they good. they're just suck. And then if they <laughs> Yeah, and then if they, no one no drummer wants to build a band cuz they either want if they're so good that they want to be a musician and that's their goal and not be a musician building a band with people, then they can take paying gigs and they yeah. don't want to build a band from scratch. That's true. Um, it makes sense. I get it. I get yeah. it. Um, but I just became the drummer because I was very sick of relying <laughs> on other people. Yeah. Do you miss playing playing the other instruments? Band, I though? play them on the recording sometimes still. Oh, okay. Like and I play bass in Anna Birch's project. Right. Um, so I still get to play other instruments. You're not getting rusty. Yeah. <laughs> I still keep it up a little. But um I am thinking of doing uh as I was saying how much I hated playing solo, I'm thinking of because there's so many we get asked to do so many gigs and we really try to only keep it to one a lo- one local a month so that we don't ask people persistently to come out all the time mm-hmm. um we want our friends to come whenever we play you know yeah so i was thinking of doing a little more s- me and a guitar uh solo version of summer like the season just to play guitar again but we'll see it's kind of impossible as you said it's so weird and there's so many electronics to yeah to uh do a it's not easy to acoustic do a, version yeah uh, cool. So, what is this first song that you'll be showing us? Um, do I did I didn't tell you ahead of time, did I? No. Okay, great. I didn't ask so I'm gonna time okay. Uh, let's do Thin Today. That's the title track off of the EP we put out uh, Thin last today. year. Today. And what's this song about? This song is about uh, it's a politically charged song in that it's not about either side, but it's more about getting lost in the echo chamber of the internet and yeah. not listening to. Uh, anyone's opinions outside of those that reflect your own. Very cool. All right, here is Summer Like the Season with Thin Today.
Oh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I, I imagine that would not be easy to do acoustically. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, no, if I did the acoustic thing, I have a whole other, like, a uh, bunch of material that's more of a grunge mm-hmm. style stuff um, that probably won't get released this summer like the season. It'll be a different yeah. thing entirely, and that would probably be more grungy like the season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever notice, like, Summer, well, like, never mind. I was going to say summer is the only name, season, that works as a name. You get autumns. Autumn. And I've heard of, I've heard a tale of winters. <laughs> I've never met a winter, but I've heard people who have told me they knew a winter. I wouldn't like that. Being called winter? I wouldn't like name, knowing someone named winter. <laughs> it's kind of, like, epic. Winter. winter. I mean, it would work if you were, like, a character in a fantasy novel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like winter black well, you have to live your life that way then it's kind <laughs> yes. of exciting. i mean i do feel like i have to live a fairly strange life with the name summer yeah. and i'm okay with that but yeah do when how does it okay do you get excited when summer's coming around and it's like oh my namesake or do you get annoyed when people are like summer's coming around summer are you excited for summer summer the summer summer is like is only annoying because it's not creative. If you have something new to say to me, it's like because I've heard it forever. Yeah. It, you know? So it's like if you have a new take on the summer summer, I'm <laughs> I'm the first person that wants to hear. <laughs> like if you have a new take on the summer vacation summer or I, I, I want to hear if you can be creative. But if you're just going to say, have a nice summer summer, oh, summer summer, <laughs> and think that I'm 25 and haven't heard that a million times, uh-huh. uh, you know... I, I'm not interested really in the uh, in the the obvious puns. Also, who's still telling you to have a nice summer when you're out of school? I know. I yeah, <laughs> it, it's less frequent now. Yeah, there was always quite the ruckus when we did the yearbook signing mm-hmm. portion of of growing up. You know, yeah, when you just be like writing people's yearbook and you do the hags, and then people would be like, "Hag stands <laughs> yeah. for have, have a, a good, good summer. summer," and then they would be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I just got a summer." It's like summer, summer. It's like R.I.P. in peace. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. in peace. <laughs> um, so tell me a little. So that was off your uh, EP or uh, Thin Today. Mm-hmm. Last, it was an EP, right? Yes. That's the correct terminology. I, I, nomenclature. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, tell, tell me a little bit about like the process of that and like how, and also kind of like how the songwriting process goes for summer like the season. It's changing slightly as we become more of a cohesive band, as mm-hmm. we play more together, uh, everyone's getting a little more involved. But for that song and for everything on that EP and all the EPs beforehand, actually for most of the release stuff, but there's new stuff that will be different. Anyway, but for yeah, for most of the release stuff, um, I played everything on it except for the drums, which is funny because I play drums uh, live and now on everything. Yeah. But I like I said, I literally didn't know how to play the drums before. Um, so uh I wrote all the things kind of in the box. Uh I work like in Logic Pro usually. Mm-hmm. And I uh usually start with some sort of vocal sample, um, and then kind of build a melody and some some uh progression around that. And uh, for the drums for this song, because they're pretty distinct, um, even though I didn't play on the recorded version, I I did write the part. I had written it in like MIDI drums because mm-hmm. I already was pretty attuned to what I wanted in in weird percussion. Um, and then uh, on the last track on this EP, I played the drums because I already had been playing quite a bit. Um, and then on the newest release, I played the drums and everything else. 
and on the, all the future things I will play the drums. But um, that's very yeah. confident. How do you know you won't get <laughs> oh, yes. out of the band? <laughs> Ooh, I think that I think that this is the one project I've been in that it, it's that they're I just could that couldn't that, happen. That could not happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think not summer like uh, the season. <laughs> yeah, I, there could be a rival band started. Yes, um, winter but, like the season, right? Mm. Um, I did when I was touring with Anna Birch this last summer. We toured uh, the West Coast with a band called Winter, and I thought that was oh. really funny. <laughs> They're really good. They're great. You should check them out. They're a dream pop band. That's very. Um, cool. But yeah, they. Uh, it was. It was the the girl. The main singer and songwriter of that band samira she her last name is winter oh so I <laughs> see like, i think winter works really well as a last name we could get married and just i would have a really weird summer winter summer winter or you could be summer krinsky winter mm. oh yeah hyphen mm-hmm. I mean, that'd be a long one to hyphen also yeah. if you're already the but summer winter actually yeah yeah but well, like I feel like that might soften the blow of summer winter. Right. Summer like that's Krinsky just like winter. that's intense. You're not just listing seasons. Yeah. There's summer something winter. else going on here. Yeah. <laughs> so summer Krinsky winter, mm-hmm. I feel like it puts like a monocle on it. Yeah, okay. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> so um I'm convinced. There you go. Go go to her. <laughs> we can we can cancel this interview. <laughs> go. Uh, so, uh, do you have any upcoming releases planned? Yes. Um, so we, the band had started with a EP that I put out, uh, that I had worked totally solo on in 2014, Mm -hmm. then a single that I put out right after that, and (laughs) then didn't put anything else out because I was playing in all those other bands until 2017 EP, Mm -hmm. and then we just put out a single, and the next step is definitely a full length, which is like daunting and exciting yeah um so we're gonna be putting out stuff uh actually this wednesday we'll be putting out a live video of thin today because i wanted to be playing the drums in it um and like i play it slightly different so i wanted so we're putting out a live video that we filmed with elise mccoy um i don't know if you know her but Mm -mm. she's very talented local person who does audio visual stuff and um yeah so uh we have a live video that we'll be putting out very soon and then um uh, we might put out some teasers, but we're pretty much just gonna be touring. Uh, we have an East Coast tour in November, and nice. then we're playing around here. Uh, September we do Chicago and Toledo, and um, th- yeah, and then and writing and recording. Nice. It's the so. Plan. Do you have an estimated date of arrival? Um. Of of the full length, mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping it's done within a year. Within a year, um, but I also I find that no deadlines means nothing will ever happen. Yes, but hard deadlines means that you will put out something you're not necessarily fully proud of, mm-hmm. or you feel rushed. Um, I'm very self critical, and I still have so many things I would want to change about some of the stuff that we've that I've put out, yeah. and um. I, I don't want to rush a full length. So I don't want to say a date, but I'm hoping within a year. Within um, a year. Yeah. So keep, go follow Summer Like the Season on Facebook, Twitter? Yeah. Instagram? On on Facebook, it's Summer Like the Season. On mm-hmm. uh, Instagram, it's Summer Like the Season Music, just so we can have the longest possible handle. Yeah, I didn't know you can make um, Instagram handles that, is, that long. That is the longest. You can, no more letters after that. Really? <laughs> and then Twitter won't let you go. They got their no. 120 whatever characters. You we're summer like the S. 
summer like this. But our bass player runs our Twitter, and I have no idea what happens over there. Could be. It could be wild. bad. I think it's all about sports. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the number one trending right. sports commentary. No yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Very possible. Great. Well, uh, so what is this next song you'll be showing us? Um, let's do, uh, let's do the song we just put out that was the single, um... I thought you were about to say the song we just played. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do it again. another one. Let's do it again. <laughs> let's, you know, it's my favorite. Um, no, let's do Wakey, which is the song we just released, uh-huh. um, a few weeks ago, right at the end of, we just got back from our tour from LA, and we were actually on the road while we released it. But yeah, it still feels recent. It was like a yeah. month. Yeah. It, it was like released in July, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is already September. Yes. Yep. All right. <laughs> September. Well, this is released the September life, 10th. The <laughs> life length of a, considering a release new is shortening every moment. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Exponentially. Uh, not so, fresh. So what is this one about? This one is about uh, kind of the journey of learning to play the drums um, for me and how that was like. An empowering process that uh, led me to feel autonomy because I was uh, already played everything else on my recordings, but I always felt like I had to wait for a drummer to yeah. finish things and um, rely on people who I maybe didn't like or didn't agree with in a lot of ways um, to make decisions that I couldn't totally control. And so it was like a uh celebration of autonomy of being able to drum yourself and then take shows whenever you wanted because you didn't have to rely on someone else to learn parts nice yeah awesome <laughs> so here's summer like the season with wakey
Wakey by Summer Legacies. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with my arms here. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show, Summer. Yeah, thanks so much for uh, having me. You've been an absolute pleasure. Oh. Uh, and where? Shots. And we already said where we can find you on social media and stuff, but mm-hmm. where can we find you in person? In person, we have three shows in September. Uh, we're playing in Toledo on the 14th and... Uh, our PJ's Lager House show, our only local show that we really encourage everyone to come to, mm-hmm. is uh, on the 19th, and uh, it's Wednesday, so what else are you doing, you know? Yeah, very true. Uh, we're playing with a touring band friend called Magoo from Omaha, uh, and we're really excited for Omaha, that. Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, um, which is shockingly cool place. Really? Yes, I found that out this summer. I, w- I was there twice, and it was very cool. That's very Omaha. interesting. Hip. I wouldn't have expected that. <laughs> um, Yeah. There's some secret hip towns that you find from touring. Yeah. Fayetteville, Arkansas. Secret hip. Would not have expected that either. Yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, so we're there on the 19th at PJ's Lager House. The 22nd, we'll be at Moe's Tavern in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And um, then our next Hamtramck show, since we're in Hamtramck right now, mm-hmm. uh, is October 5th at Trixie's. Trixie's Bar. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and... Yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. It's yeah, been a pleasure. For me. And if you are a local band uh, or interested in local music, go follow Morris Choice Entertainment on Facebook. Oh, do it. He's, uh, he's the best. He's the man, and he's really great at promoting bands and getting stuff going. Uh, so, yeah, follow Morris Choice Entertainment on Facebook or his website, MorrisChoiceRoom3.com. We will be back after this break with Merle Boggs. He is a. He was an actor in the first Harry Potter movie, but 
didn't entirely work out very well. So we'll see. We'll t- we'll learn more about him after this. Be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in the world. I don't know why I say that anymore. I mean, it if you're listening to this podcast on a podcast provider, it doesn't really matter to you if it's on an, and all the podcast providers. It just matters that it's on the one that you're listening to. And if I'm saying that, it you're hearing this, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. But I still like saying it, so I'm gonna keep saying. It. But it's on every podcast provider in the world. Just just so you know, we're on the same page with confusion as to the fact that I say that. Anyway, <laughs> we are now joined by uh, actor, uh, I won't say well-known actor, um, Merle Boggs. Thank you for having me, Michael. Very good to have you on the show, Merle. It's a pleasure. And uh, I, I mean... What could have been, you know? I know. What could have been. You're, uh, uh, for those who are uninitiated, which is probably mostly everybody, uh, you were a movie-exclusive character for the Harry Potter f- series, uh, and but you were just in the first movie, and your character was cut. Your character, Keeper of the Grotto. Yes. Uh, you were in the very first movie, uh, and you, you, you say it was like a pretty big role. In the initial movie. Well, it was one line, but it could have been something massive. What was the one line? Stay out of my grotto! And and what part of the movie was that? It was when uh, Harry first gets to Hogwarts and he steps into my grotto accidentally. I had a little sign and he it's his uh, first foray into buffoonery. Yeah. And breaking the law and doing going against the grain with that thunderbolt scar. And you you were not having it. I was not. But in a future movie, I could have been like, Harry, the secret is in my grotto! That's just, uh, you know, one possibility. Uh, there could have been many unlimited things. Anything could have. Anything could have happened in that grotto. So, in the books, there is no keeper of the grotto. No. Why, uh... So that's probably the reason why they cut the character out mm-hmm. in the in the movie. Because... Uh, the executive said, this is too much like Hagrid. And I go, he's completely different. You do look a lot like Hagrid, even out of costume. Well, thank you. And so, I... And you did show me a picture uh, of what the character looked like in the movie, and you did look pretty much exactly like Hagrid. Yes. 
Your point being there can't be two Hagrids? There were twin boys in the Ron Weasley house. Yeah, but they were twins. I could have been Hagrid's twin. That's true. You could have been. Uh, do you... Okay, so... You're familiar with the entire Harry Potter franchise. Never read a book! No, okay. Have you seen any of the movies? No! Not even the one that you were originally in? Nope! <laughs> so you... Salt in the wound! I didn't want to see that after my part had been cut. That's in true. fact, well, I got my whole family together... For a viewing party, I didn't know until the day of. The oh no! I looked on the back of the release you copy. Didn't, you didn't even go to like the release of the premiere. No, you were divided. I just bought the DVD as soon as it was available. I go, people are gonna love me. I didn't even know until. So you didn't even watch it. You looked at the back and saw you weren't on it anymore. I was wondering why I didn't get any calls. I was like, people should have seen me now by the in the movie. But no, they. Why didn't you go see it in theaters? I don't like theaters. <laughs> I'm a my own worst critic. That's why I want my family, to, me and my family, to sit together and see it. Yeah, you're also probably too big for the uh, the seats. Yes, you're very, you're very tall. Yes, and people, you'd have to probably sit in the way back, and the seats would probably be uncomfortable. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm. I mean, I'm sorry that that happened to you. It's okay. And uh, you, you. You, I mean, you've had bit parts in other movies, yeah? Oh, uh, I've been big in other movies, but not big I said parts. Bit, bit parts. Bit parts, yes. Not, bit. not big parts. Oh, not big parts. You've had bit parts. I wish they were big parts. Yes. Well, you yes. Were, you were big in them. Yes. But you weren't big. Yes. Yes. Uh, and uh, what movies were those? Lord of the Rings. Really? Yes. You were in Lord of the Rings. I was. Were those scenes cut as well? Yes. Oh. Do you got a paycheck, though? Yes. I, you know, I had one line. Do you know what it was? What was that? It's stay out of my grotto! <laughs> I was telling the hobbits, you were the as they were exiting the Shire, my grotto was like a, a border, and uh, I wanted them to get out of it, but they kind of just steamrolled past, and then they were like, why do we even have this in the movie? And that's <laughs> So you were the keeper of the grotto in both franchises yes uh what could have been <laughs> as cross universe yeah that could have been the connector yep. between the harry potter and, and lord of the rings universes what could have been and you uh we you were very tall so it also probably didn't make a lot of sense for someone very tall to be living in the shire yeah because <laughs> that's where the <laughs> hobbits live and they're very short yeah even with the forced perspective and the technologies, they're like, wow, we cannot make you that small. Yeah. I go, wow, that's a shame. With technology, they could do anything. They yeah. can't I mean, they made make it look right. look like he was like three feet tall. Yes. They couldn't make you look like you were three they feet They could have if they tried. Yeah. They probably didn't want to put spend that much money on a bit part, though. It's like Henry Cavill's mustache. They're like, we'll just hire a smaller person. Hmm. Or cut this part out entirely. <laughs> I think they went with that one. Mm -hmm. uh, what other movies were you were you in? Uh, let's see. Uh, Transformers? Really? Yes. Who'd you play in that? The Keeper of the Grotto. <laughs> on the Moon. I go, don't transform in my grotto. 
Why is that? I feel like you keep getting... That one was pretty forced, I admit. I wasn't actually (laughs) cast apart, but I was trying to, you know, insert myself into. They were just goes, hey, stand here and be quiet. And I, uh, (laughs) you know, I took a chance and uh, then they cut my part, so... cut your part out, yeah. Still got a paycheck, though. Still got a... Well, no. No. You didn't? No, they were very angry with me. They go, you ruined the day of shooting? And I go... So you're not going to use my pot? <laughs> and they go, no, get off of here. You'll never be an extra in anything ever again. Were you? Yes. <laughs> what, what was it? Want to take a guess? It was a, a big hit this recently. Uh, oh, was it Avengers Infinity War? It was. Wow. Yes. Man, you were in Avengers Infinity War. Yes. Uh, Can I guess what you were? Sure. Were you a gas station clerk? No. Hmm. Were you a library technician? No. Were you the keeper of the grotto? Yes! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> when Doctor Strange was going back and through time through all those billions of possibilities of what could be, mm-hmm. one of the possibilities was me in my <laughs> grotto. And I go, Doctor Strange, get out of my grotto! I don't remember that part. Where he's on uh, the Well, I don't, remember, I don't remember him encountering you. Oh, oh was it Yes, cut? it was cut. Oh, okay. Yes, it was cut. I should have guessed. They go, that's too strange for <laughs> that, even for Doctor Strange. Yeah. So, have you been? Have you been ever been in a movie, in any point, any regard, where you where your part was not cut? No. Oh. Unfortunately. I'm trying to make my big break. How long have you been acting for? Uh, 34 years! Oh my god. What about a stage show? Have you ever been on a stage show where your part wasn't cut? Uh, King Lear? Oh, really? Yes. Who'd you play? The Keeper of the Grotto. <laughs> As you can imagine, anything can happen in a small stage production. <laughs> I didn't. They don't normally add characters to Shakespeare shows. That's kind of a bold. No, yes, it was very different. Mm-hmm. So I said, faced much opposition from the whole cast. So, uh, t- tell me about like how what part of the show they added that in, and like how how it worked into the show. Well, uh, King Lear was in my grotto. <laughs> I said, King Lear, stay out of my grotto. Ndt. And <laughs> wait, what? Did he or did he chop off your head? Uh, yeah, then he just chopped off my head. Oh. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Man. I, th- I I really feel like the Harry Potter one is where it fit the best. Yes. Because, like... I agree. That is where everything went wrong. Yeah. That's the, where you really started to realize this. People would have loved the Keeper of the Grotto had it just hit, had that one seed planted. Mm-hmm. Then I would have gotten... I would have pretty much nailed every role I've been in. Would, have no you ever, car- parts cut. Have you ever considered maybe playing a different role? What do you mean? Like, maybe not playing the Keeper of the Grotto. Like, maybe playing, I don't know, Sam Sam Joseph, a preacher from Atlanta. Uh, want to try it out? Yeah. yeah. All right, I will be Sam Preacher. Uh, Sam Joseph. Uh, Sa- Sam Joseph? Let's say he's a, he's a reverend. A reverend, all or, right. Or a priest. We're in confession. Okay. All right, uh... Help me, Father, for I have sinned. 
stay out of my grotto. No, 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 no. <laughs> wait, wait. You're, you're, uh, you have sinned? Do you want to not sin? Yes, I would like to repent for my sins. What have you done? Uh, I've, ju- I, I, I've cheated on my wife and my taxes. I, I haven't kept up with them. And, uh, I, I stole from a bank mm. and I, I think it's time that I repent for those sins. Well, repent as you may, but do not enter my grotto. Oh man, you can't get it together. Uh, it's just, I feel a s- strong sense to protect. Your grotto. Yes. I don't even have one. Man. I have uh, one house plant. What's its name? It's uh, sunny. It's a sunflower. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are your major ambitions with, uh, like, if you could be in any franchise other than the Harry Potter, mm. any of the ones that you've already tried to be in, uh, where where would you, what would you try to be in? Uh, I'd love to be in that Better Call Saul. Really? Yes. As the Keeper of the Grotto? Well, it could be the Keeper of the Law Documents or something. Could you? A derivative, yes, yeah. All right, want to try it? Sure. All right. Hey there, uh, Keeper. Uh, I'm going to need you to uh, file away these law documents. You think you could do that for me? Sure, but stay out of my... Document grotto. Ah, oh, you see, you did it. My document. What's another? What's a place where documents are held that's not a grotto? File cabinet. A file. Stay out of my file cabinet. I I can see why you're not being cast in a lot of things. You're not very good at instructions. Well, it's hard to break out of a role you've played so passionately for the past thirty-four years. I can't help it that it, I don't receive parts. That's true. Can you I mean, imagine? You, you, Can you I imagine? I mean, the thing is, like, you are very big. Mm. You, I feel like you, there's a lot of roles you could play. Mm. I feel like you could play, like, a serial killer character. Uh, you could play a giant character mm. in some show. And I feel like it would be really easy. You could be a professional wrestler. Mm. You could be the keeper of the crowd. Oh, professional wrestler. I like that a lot. <laughs> there you go. Yes. And they don't talk a lot. That could be my catch line. Well, like, they, they do kind of talk a lot. Well, no, there's the that guy who says, yes, 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 yes. But he does talk other than that. I don't recall. There's no note, noteworthy lines. Yeah, that's true. Stay out of my grotto could be my call line. Yeah, and the ring would be That's your much better, yes. Like you, you go oh, out, yes, you go out to the ring, you start decorating the ring with like your, your plants and what else is in a grotto? Just plants really yes i'll send vince mcmahon a tape (laughs) there you go i'll start practicing tonight there you go thanks michael that's a a brilliant idea you're welcome uh did you answer my question about which franchise you want to be a part oh yeah better call Saul. better call Saul. what about a movie franchise oh a movie franchise hmm Mm, what's out even i don't even know there's James Bond. Oh, James Bond. Yeah, they're looking for a new Bond. You could be the new Bond. Yes. They never had a tall, hairy Bond before. I was hoping it would be Idris Elba. Do you yeah. know about that controversy? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 
That's a shame. It I wouldn't want to take it from Idris. It's not going to happen. I would be Idris's Q or something. Yeah. I would be, uh, get your gadgets in my grotto. <laughs> oh, you're welcoming it in this yeah, Yes. Wow. That's pretty See, cool. I'm change. I'm willing to change, Michael. <laughs> there you go. To get a role like that. Uh, so you did mention before that you, uh, ha- be- having been on the set of the first Harry Potter movie, you kind of got some insider secrets. Yes. Uh, from the movie. Yes. Um, some stuff around like Daniel Radcliffe and uh, some things around uh, what's his name, Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. What are some of these secrets? Boy, Daniel loves his saltine crackers. They go, Daniel, you're eating too many saltines. You're not going to be able to say your lines. He goes, I love them so much. Hmm. Give me more saltines. So I would always bring an extra pack, and he would go, thank you. I go, you're welcome. Uh, I mean, I guess that's interesting. That's not really, like, not exciting. Well, wait till you hear what I have to say about Alan. Oh, okay. Yes, one day uh, we were passing by, you know, the craft services table. And he punched me. Oh, my God. Right in the throat. Why? I surprised him. Oh, you are very imposing. I go, hi, Alan. Because he punched me in the throat. I go, Alan Rickman. Did he apologize? He said, no. In fact, he taunted me. He, I think he was one of the main reasons I didn't get the pot. Because he's like, I'll go wherever I want, including your grotto. I go, Alan Rickman! <laughs> Were you happy Wh- when he died? That's a horrible thing to say, but yes. <laughs> you oh, know, man. there's only... Uh, does that make me a bad person? Yeah. I don't think so. No. No, I... Who else has been punched by Alan Rickman in the throat? In fact, if you have been, please call in. Maybe we can start a post-mortem class action lawsuit to defame him. his family. Yes. Yeah. If he's done it once, he's done it multiple times, I bet. That's true. That's true. God damn it. You can't be good and just punch people in the throats willy-nilly. That's not fair. Not fair at all. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, uh, Merle Boggs. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. This is the first gig I've booked in a long time. It sounds like the first... I mean, I'm going to cut this part out of the podcast. Okay. So, I can forward it to you for your own personal, like, archives. Sure. That summer was much better than me, so... Do you have, like, uh, the clips of the times you were in those movies? Yes. Just you have them? Just I have them, yes. You know, if you start clipping those together into like and you make it into like a whole movie, like that's at least gonna be like someone at least make a documentary about you. I'd be down. Any documentarians interested in a failed bit part actor? Uh, the Return of the Keeper of the Grotto or yeah. something? I don't know. I'm Come just spitballing names. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Keeper, for or Merle, for being on the show. Thank you. Yes, yes. See, even you have sat into the character. I can tell you've really taken a shine to the you, Keeper character. It, it's very believable. Thank you. And uh, just look out for, for Merle on uh, WWE television. Yes. Uh, hopefully coming Monday to- Night Raw. Or Tuesday Night SmackDown. 
coming to No, pass. Raw's always better. Mm. It's bigger, but it's not better. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Well, thank you so much, Merle. You have a wonderful day. Thank you, and hey, Michael. Yeah? Stay out of my grotto! Oh, you. <laughs> we will be back next week with more fun. Bye! Misery finds misery and snuggles closer. Maybe she's a lady that'll make you go
Recycle Debris Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Wow, that was great.